This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you heard me record a private conversation with one of you, with a woman who has been struggling to balance work and family. And you got to hear us just collaborate on an episode. So if you are the type of person that you're struggling to separate work life from your personal life, then make sure you check out episode 17. Today, I want to have an interesting conversation with all of you about what it takes to start something when you have nothing. For all of you people out there who maybe want to add a new product to your pipeline, or for those of you who are holding down a day job and you're trying to figure out how do I start that thing on the side, there's a lot of questions around how do I even get going, especially when you don't have any money. This was certainly a question that I wrestled with when I was back in medical device sales and I had launched my podcast, The Mentee, started to have a big following of people, but I really wanted to turn that into a business. And the person who you're going to meet today is one of the guys who played an instrumental part in me learning how to, first and foremost, identify what the need of my target audience was, how to create something with zero capital and create it with no risk. And as a result, I ended up turning that business into a six-figure business in roughly a year. So um, with that. Eating healthy is an investment. It's an investment in yourself, but it also often requires an investment of your time. But good news is Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that are ever fresh and never frozen they're chef-created, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. With Factor, you can choose from a weekly menu of up to 35 options, including popular things like Calorie Smart or Keto Direction or Protein Plus or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover 60 more add-ons every week like breakfast on the go, lunch snacks, beverages to help you stay fueled, feel good all day. And we know our listeners here at The One Thing are focused on health and health goals. That's why we choose to partner with Factor. And if you visit factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150, you can get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Again, that's factormeals.com slash ONE50 and use code ONE50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. Meet Dane Maxwell. What's up, Jeff? We're flipping the we're flipping the funnel today. I think I'm going to be interviewing you a little bit. That's a, quite an intro. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And um, you know, a little bit more about Dane. The guy's been a very successful entrepreneur. And when we talk about the one thing throughout his career, one of his biggest passions has been music. And recently, you you made a really interesting pivot in your life. Yeah. I, that feels like a really nice setup, but I'm actually still kind of unsure what what I should say. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Uh, well, I mean, you get you you set your businesses up to run. You brought people in so that those could continue to run and scale. And now you get to focus on your passion, which is music. And for the listeners, we're going to have some of Dane's music included here at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. Uh, so yeah, I, I really wanted to prove my value to the world when I was like in my low twenties. And I still catch myself like my unconscious wanting to prove my value in some way. And it's a kind of a little bugger comes up every once in a while. And I'm like, I'm about, I'm about to say something. And then I'll check in as like, is that just to prove my value? Dang. And then I try not, I try not to say it. And, and, and one of the ways that we're taught as men to prove our value is to make a lot of money. So I figured if I was making a hundred grand a month, at least a hundred grand a month, then I would be very, very value. I'd feel valuable. So I had no money. I had $200 to my name. And I 
And when you, I see the book behind you, the one thing, and I was like, you know, I was a pretty, I feel I was a pretty poor businessman, even businessman, even though I had two seven figure companies, one six figure company, a slew of investments of three to five investments in other companies that are pretty cool. I consider myself to be kind of a, a poor businessman <laughs> because, but I was able to be successful because I was really, really pretty good at a few things, all stemming from, I'd say, one thing, if we're going to follow the theme of this of this book and podcast. And that was a process that uh, I desperately did because I had no real experience called idea extraction or idea discovery. And it's essentially, it's a process that there's this, there's like the stale area of business where you can get to a seven figure mark and you're like, all right, so how do we get to 10 million? But then the business owner just sits in limbo for years and they're just, they're here and they're kind of struggling and they're wondering what they should do. And it's like kind of that it's masked hopelessness parading around with one thought to another thought, ending up at hopelessness. There's a stale area, the seven figure. Then there's the stale area of someone just starting out. And they're like, all right, I think I'm going to start something. And then they stop breathing. And like, all right, what are my passions? What do I do? And they start to feel lost. And they go online. And then they eat ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) If they like ice cream. But it's all stemmed from the stale area. Focus on the person you're serving and just sit down and connect with them free, free, free from your agenda, free from the product offering that you currently have. Mm -hmm. Then you can become very, very rich, both in intimacy with that person and connection and especially in your bank account. Because if you sit down with someone and you have an agenda, you're trying to pitch them your product. It is, it can be rigid. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Well, and and, and I want to just kind of restate what you said. Oftentimes, we have an idea of what we think the offering should be or what we want to sell someone. Our agenda, and you end up trying to force that square peg into the round hole that is their needs. Instead of first and foremost saying there is no peg, what's the shape of their hole? And how do I now go and get the right shape peg so that I can add as much value to them as possible? Yeah, uh, it's, it's such a simple thing to hear. It seems as though that everybody I've met needs to actually do it the other way first and fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'm doing it now in music. Mm. I'm to- I think I'm totally doing it now in music. 50 Cent was like this, you know, this epic rapper, and he tried to rap, and apparently the story goes, he was trying to rap his own songs, and he's like, screw this. He focused on the customer, gave them what they want, party in the club, bottle full of bub, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. That's what people wanted. Bam. And he sent went up. He's like, I'm done rapping about what I want to rap about. I'm just going to give people what they want. So I'm in that process now. I'm writing songs that are important to me. And I'm slowly, I'm slowly releasing a song at a time, watching the response of different songs and being like, if I'm going to put all the effort into writing a song, might as well make sure that the most people listen to it mm. while, while still honoring myself. So if you're going to put your effort into starting a business, you really want to make sure you, you can actually, there is a secret world where things become effortless. 
There can be friction at times, but there is that secret world where things just work. Like if you could imagine, like you have this product that you just mentioned in a couple sentences to someone and they're like, how do I get that? Here's, here's my credit card. I got a visa right here. Can you please just tell me how to get that product? There's a world where you get that versus the world most people live in where they mention their product, the person's sort of the deadpan face. And not and the way you do this with idea extraction. So I think that's enough setup. Should we demonstrate yeah, let's, it? Yeah, let's let's dive in so people can learn about it, so they can take action on it. So the first the first step is is to forget everything that you know, except for maybe one assumption. Um, you come and you sit down with someone and you say, uh, "Hey, I'm thinking about making a product that does X. Does that sound interesting to you?" Then they're probably going to say no. <laughs> They'll probably say no, or it's even worse. They'll give you a lukewarm response. At that point, you start the idea extraction. You say, well, can you actually tell me about what it is you're wanting right now? Completely aside from this product, what, what are sort of things that you're thinking about these days? What are the problems that you're, that you're running up against? What would you just wish away if you could? Mm-hmm. And, and you just sit with that person. You ask them the questions. You get in their world. Um, and that's step one. And I'd like to actually ask you, um, if you could talk about this six figure challenge and, and, and talk all the way up to step one. Sure. So in, I think it was episode seven of this podcast, uh, Jay was talking about, or I was talking with Jay about my first 90 days. He mentioned that right away, they wanted to see if I was going to be the right guy to lead this company based on three very specific things. Number one, can I cast a vision? Number two, can I lead with revenue? And number three, can I recruit amazing people? In regards to the lead with revenue, they threw a challenge out for me to bring in $100,000 into the business in my first 90 days on the job, which, you know, I just took a swallow while I said that, you know, big challenge, challenge accepted. uh, And I ended up doing it. I started doing what I think most people would have done, which is I just started sketching out a solution. And very quickly, that's when I remembered, you know, some of the conversations you and I had had and some of the things I have learned from my mentors, which was don't start with what you want, survey your customers, find out what their pain is and go solve a problem. And that's when we had a survey that went out to our list saying, you've read the book, you love the book, but for whatever reason, uh, you're not where you want to be. So what's that thing that you're really struggling with? And 4,000 people very specifically said two things. One, time blocking, scheduling appointments with yourself to do your most important work. And number two, eliminating the distractions that inherently will try to steal your focus when you're in your time block. And that was the idea for time blocking mastery. What's his name? Amir Kella has like a, a prototyping product that teaches you how to do user interface mm-hmm. uh, design. Uh, he sent out a survey. He's like, what's your number one problem with your business right now? Same issue. They called it, he said time management. He's like, guys, I, 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 was, I help you make UIs. I wasn't going to help you with time management. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real thing. And that's when instead of just creating the product, we announced to our list that we were going to do a a founding member group and we were going to take a hundred people. It was application only. And it was a thousand dollars to become a founding member. And we had 205 people put their credit card down and we had a hundred, we committed to a hundred. We stuck to a hundred. I hit my goal of bringing in six figures and we ended up having an amazingly engaged group of people who just provided such amazing content and shaped this 
this course in a way that we could have never perceived possible. And, you know, the results speak for itself. We've had over 800 people now go through it and report it on average a 50% increase in their productivity. You speak about it so simply now. You can, you can actually see if everyone's listening, if you're hearing Jeff, what's happened is his brain neurons have connected and built. He's built neural structures in his brain to work, think, perceive business this way. Mm-hmm. That he now just articulated what took him years to build in his brain. And what we're talking about is the neural structures of your brain changing them so you can live in this effortless world of business. I mean, as you told me the story, it's like, first it's 100 grand. I gulped too. It's like, oh, well, okay. You've got a customer list. They bought a product. What else is their pain? Mm -hmm. So uh, I think you actually just kind of articulated the whole story. That's essentially idea extraction is you did it in a survey form. 4,000, you had 4,000 data points, or did you have 4,000 people enter? We had 4,000 people enter that specific pain, <laughs> time blocking and distractions. And did you have a free form survey or what'd you, how'd you do it? I was like a survey monkey. But did you like, add, did you have a radio button that said time blocking? No, no, I was, I was, it was an Excel sheet and I, personally went through thousands of lines in an Excel, identifying the trends and sorting them and then going, oh, there it is. How long did that take? A few hours. How long did it feel like it took? For someone like me, a lot longer. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, did, it's what I had to do. It's what you had to do. Um, that's great. I'm reading the, reading the Shoe Dog book by Phil Knight. I just finished it. What'd you think of it? I loved it. I, I love getting inside the minds of people who are where I want to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant four first 44 pages. The first thing he said, the best piece of advice centuries later, don't stop. Mm. Just don't stop. And there is no such thing as there. Don't stop. That's true. And I was like, well, I'm thinking, okay, we have the foundation. We had 2 million in revenue. That's cool. Man, that's great. Like, but if you're like Phil Knight, I think they did $30 billion. I love saying billion, like that billion dollars. You know, he's probably at a billion. He's like, well, we could probably stop. Nope, don't stop. We're at a billion. We're at two billion. Don't stop. And, and, and that, uh, that's, that would have been a, my mantra if I was going through 4,000 Excel spreadsheets. I would have said, okay, don't stop. Don't stop. Get through all that. Because when I've done idea extraction, I usually do it by just talking to someone on the phone. Um, I ask them similar questions. Any question that elicits pain, if you guys could actually go out and practice this immediately, a a good template question is, what's your most present problem? Um, It'll be in the forefront. It'll come up. If you ask most painful problem, you're going you're gonna to sit with them for a bit. It's going to be like, well, that's pain. That, 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 no, no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. And you can apply guardrails to it. Like I would say, what's your most present problem as it pertains to your productivity? Because I don't, I don't necessarily want to hear about how they need to find a new auto mechanic because I'm not going to help them there. Yes. And that's, that's a good point. Um, so it depends on, how we're, depends on what context you want to ask in. Um, but if you just sit and listen, I had um, this, this, this idea extraction is, is really important. So I talked about the stale area. 
So if you have a business that's currently six figures, just start contacting the buyers of your product. If you have the balls to do it, ask them if the reason they bought your product has been satisfied. (laughs) And then if it hasn't, say you want to see if you can help extend the product line. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I remember there was a story and I believe it was um, with one of our former CEOs inside of Keller Williams. I believe it was Mary Tennant that she wanted to get on the phone personally with as many agents as possible who made the decision to leave Keller Williams because she wanted to know what did they do wrong? How did they not show up and bring enough value that that agent would just have to stay in their world? And getting on the phone and learning from every single time why someone's no longer choosing to do business with you helps you reinvent your business. And Gary has this mantra, identify the business that's going to put you out of business and then go create it first. And I've seen how he's done it several times inside of Keller Williams, and that's very aligned with your don't stop. It's just constant reinvention, and you're going to learn the most from those failures. Yeah, I I find the process to be emotionally difficult sometimes. Do you? Yes, in regards to sitting down and discovering people's pain or in regards to identifying where you failed people? Being good at business. Good, good, good in, good in the sense of like, okay, you're going to have to like send a survey out. Good in the sense that you're going to have to read it. Good in the sense that like you're going to call people that left. Good in the sense that you're going to find a thing that would make you obsolete and then go start it yourself. Well, and here's the difference. I mean, we talk a lot about the importance of power habits. I remember very clearly you talking about this idea of sitting down with people and discovering their pain essentially becoming a habit for you where you said, I just now do it for fun. I'll sit down with the guy who's cleaning my pool and just start asking genuine questions. And it comes from a place of curiosity. I also happen to know you have a high level of empathy for people. I'm the same way. I didn't naturally show up in the world genuinely curious about people until I saw all the people who were where I wanted to be in terms of quote unquote success. They didn't show up in a room looking to get, they showed up looking to give. They had a genuine sense of curiosity about what was going on in that person's life, where were they struggling, and how could they possibly bring value to their world? And I I just, success leaves clues. I embodied that in who I am so that today, just in my bones, when I sit down with a person, I'm curious. Where do they need help? How can I help them? How can I bring value to them? And the moment you view yourself as a problem solver, I think that's when business becomes easier. Very, Very well said. So that's idea extraction. It's it's really important to focus on connection and 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 connection over your own product. So um, right now I'm having a buddy of mine. He's actually sitting on the on laying on the bed over there, <laughs> and and uh, he's he's kind of like my impromptu tour manager as I'm on tour as a musician now, and so he's cold calling coffee shops, gluten-free cafes. It's hilarious to watch. Um, you know, he'll fumble at the beginning of the calls. He'll find his flow. And now he just gets on and he's like, boom, sup. You guys want a musician to come play? And then what's interesting is with this, we call coffee shops and I'm, I'm, I'm listening. And the emphasis is on connection. The emphasis is on creativity, 
Uh, and so they're like, yeah, you know, we don't actually have musicians come and play anymore. And I was thinking to myself, I don't know if this is connection or not. Well, screw this. How do we make, how do we make lemons out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemons or whatever? So, well, do you guys play background music at your coffee shop? Like, yeah, yeah, we use Pandora and whatnot. It's like, well, if you'd like, you can check out my music and maybe you can just have that playing in the background and, and see, yeah, see what you like. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. What's your name? And then they type my name out. They're like, cool, yeah, we'll check it out. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I could probably play at every coffee shop across the country without actually having to be there. <laughs> and so we're going to create a cold outbound email campaign to coffee shops. That's just like, hey, great, great music for your coffee, coffee sippers. And it's like two lines. Hey, if you're looking for a, a, a new taste for a new style of music, so you're playing the same stuff over and over again. Here's a link to some free music you could play right now. And that go out to like 25 coffee shops a day. How many musicians do you know do an outbound email campaigns? Probably very few, if any. But because of the emphasis on cold call, you know, we're connecting with them. It's not just like, can I come play? No. All right. Okay. Hang up. It's not just like that one. There's not just one destination. There's a sort of like creative flow. Yeah. It's, it's totally an intention. Like that one is one illustration of the coffee shop saying no. And then what I can get across all coffee shops and where else could I outbound? What, What other places play background music? Well, it just so happens that every business in the country that makes money in their stores generally playing background music, just about every, every. So it's it's a it's a wonderful opportunity that came about because of this. I we'll call it the entrepreneurial spirit. What would you call it? What do you think? Well, I I just you have, and again, I'm, I'm going back to this habit word for a reason. You have developed a habit of listening for a problem. Or when you hear a certain roadblock, you naturally now ask why. That has become a habit for you. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. So that, you know... When how, you, how else probably? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for anybody else, they'd go, oh, they don't know me. They don't, need a, they don't need a musician. And that would be the end of the call instead of asking that next logical question. And that, which has then, I mean, the moment you said that, you probably saw me smile. I'm just going, that's leverage, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, which all you really want is for people to, to hear your music. That's why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah. That's, oh, I think that's brilliant. So, I mean, in, in terms of application for the people who are listening, the, the point that I really want to drive home for people is for however many decades you've been on this earth, Intentionally or unintentionally, you have acquired habits. The way that you approach problem solving, the way you approach interacting with people. And what I'm suggesting here, based on my interactions with Dane, based on the interactions I've had with other people that I really, really respect, I started to notice themes. And they genuinely came from a place of value. They genuinely wanted to help people. And they were genuinely curious about where people were struggling and they were able to then put that into a process or a system so that just like Dane has talked about, and when he wants to go create a new product, a new business, he just starts connecting with people. No agenda, not trying to force something down somebody's throat, first and foremost, focusing on connection and finding a real pain 
And when he talks to enough people and hears the pain consistently enough, there's a level of validation there. And then you have your people to discuss what would the ideal solution look like? Would you like to be a founding member? Would you like to have this customized to you? And that's exactly how time blocking mastery happened. We literally customized a master course to 100 people. And now it's going to serve thousands. Do you charge $1,000 for every person? No, not anymore. That was just for the founding members. How do you charge now? Uh, $497. And then there's a, a discount for people who are within KW as a way for making them feel special in the ecosystem. Uh, well, yeah, one question people might be thinking is how did you create the product? So what I did was, um, I first and foremost said, what do they need to know out of the gates? And we shot those videos. We called it the foundation because it's the foundation of what you need to know. We had everybody go through the foundation and then I surveyed them and said, okay, you've gotten gone through all of this material. What's your biggest problem? And the answer that we heard shocked us. They said, we still don't know how to find our one thing. And Jay and I looked back and we were going, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. We assumed that if they had gone through 10 modules of the foundation, they would absolutely know what their one thing was. The majority of people didn't. So the first week training that we delivered live to them, we talked about how to find your one thing. And then we said, now go take action time blocking for the week. And on Friday of that week, meaning they had a full week to implement, we sent them another survey. What is your biggest challenge? And they told us distractions. And so that weekend, I created a training on how to battle distractions. We delivered it on Monday. They implemented it for a full week. At the end of that week, I surveyed them and said, what are you struggling with most? And they told us the next pain and the next pain and the next pain and the next pain. And some of them really, really surprised us. And that's why I say it was truly customized because we know what it's now like to hold the hand of over 100 people week after week and know exactly what they are struggling with at each point in their 66-day challenge. And it was because we didn't guess. We just asked. Yeah, so the foundation I'm talking about is a little different than the one that that Jeff was mentioning. But Jeff, Jeff actually went through our uh, the pro, one of the programs I created as an entrepreneur called thefoundation.com, and this is where we actually train you in what Jeff is implementing to build those neural structures. If you're wanting that, that's something you can check out. I, I don't mean to try and sell it or anything on here. Just 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 as an offer of an invitation. That that's that's where you that's where you it, it, it's one. It's really important to build the neural structures of this stuff. Like it, it, you're not you're not going to listen to a you might if you already have a, a hint of the neural structure in your brain you might be able to listen to it and then go do it. But what you're talking about when you're listening to this you're like okay I get it but it still feels foreign to me. That's only your brain needing to learn how to build the neural structures. And it just takes the more time. What happens is the way that neural structures are built. I my mentor for a year is an academic, a PhD guy. He, he understands the brain completely. And and so the way you build uh, neural structures is simply by focusing your attention on a topic. If you focus your if you focus your attention on that topic over and over and over again you start to build what this guy calls dendrites or something and then those start to harden 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 until the water solidify or however it works wire until it's just grooved and then it just clicks and it just clicks and it just clicks and then you just start building products like what Jeff's talking about. So those of you out there that are wanting like that, that you're in that stale area, you want to implement a new product for, the, for those of you guys that are still with us and you're business minded. Thank you for sitting through this. 
to, to learn about this process. So this is where it gets real practical. Create that message that goes out that asks for the biggest pain, most present problem with X. Do the survey on it. Then say, I'm thinking about trying to help you solve this problem. I think if we solve this problem for you, I think it's going to be this price. How does that sound to you? They're like, oh, great. Yeah, I'd definitely pay $1,000 to have control of my life again, essentially is what you're selling. And then then each week, you are now iterating and you're co-creating the product with the customer. And so the reason I ask if it's okay if I mention the foundation is we have two videos. One is the most important word in business. And then the second is the most dangerous word in business. Well, the most important word in business is, do you, this was a marketing video, not necessarily in content, but do you remember the most important word? No. That's an older video. I don't know if you ever saw it. So the most important word in business, in my opinion, predictability. Mm. Predicting your product, predicting your product success, predicting your revenue, predicting your hires, predicting just, just if you can predict things, that is by far what I found to be the safest, happiest word for me in business. Now, most people are unfortunately stuck in the most dangerous word. And you said, this is what you didn't do, most dangerous word being guessing. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're guessing, that doesn't, that, that feels disorienting, disruptive, painful, lost, vulnerable, rejection, fear, the whole slew of things if you're guessing. So if you're in, a, if that's that, that's what we call that stale area. It's called guest land. <laughs> so you can say, just, you can just say out loud, if you're listening to this interview, you say, I'm in guessing land right now. Or, I'm just guessing at things right now. How can you add predictability? This is what idea extraction does. It adds that predictable element. See, Jeff, had he not been taught how to predict, could have been a very different scenario for him working for two very, very powerful, financially powerful men. We don't know if they're actually powerful in all areas. We know they have demonstrated their power financially over and over, and they're probably powerful in all areas. I'm just wanting to make sure we give context to this because uh, success is a very integrative word, not just financial success, emotional well-being, health, love, intimacy, family, etc. Uh, Jeff could have really screwed it up. And you know what he said he started to do was he started to guess. They're like, oh, crap, 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 hold on. And then this other neural circuitry kicked in. How, what was that process like? Uh, it just, it was, it was so clear. It was just like in that moment, just my gut was like, well, of course, ask them first. But how long were you guessing for? A month, a month. So a third, (laughs) a a third of my 90 day test, I was guessing. That's what I'm talking about. That's, this is okay. This is when I asked, do you find it hard sometimes to do the easy thing? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, I love how you say that. And it's true. And it's it's just, it's continued to show up. Tell me about the month. Tell me about the month. What was going on in that month? Tell me your, tell me your feelings. Tell me everything. Yeah, I just, there was a weight. There was stress. There was uh, uncertainty. There was a lack of clarity. You know, all these words carry a certain emotion with them. It wasn't, it wasn't great. 
But it's what what's amazing is the moment that I started coming from curiosity, the moment I started asking and just filling an already existing pain, kind of like you talk about this world where everything is effortless. Um, of course, it took effort to create the course, but I was confident going into the week that next week's content would show itself. I didn't have to worry about it. All I had to do was focus on serving people for a week in terms of what their current, their most present pain was for that week. And then Can I, I knew, you? yeah. So th- this is a, and interrupt me too, uh, if you want. Like, so it, there's a lot of things to be afraid of in business. There's a lot of things to be unconfident. We can spend a few more minutes. Uh, there's a lot of things you can be unconfident about, scared and certain about it. If you can go to bed at night knowing one thing, just know that you are intimately connected to your customer. What was the, the, the switch flip? Did you remember something? Or? Yeah, I, I had a conversation with, with someone that I respected. Um, and, and they just, this just goes to show the power of surrounding yourself with the right people because I had learned this, I had heard this, but it's about that repetition to truly ingrain it in your brain to the point where it just fires. And he, he asked, have we pre-sold it? And I went, oh my gosh. And what was it? The, the product. I, I knew I want... What I, was it? What was the product? A course, a course, period. He said, have you pre-sold it? And I, in that moment, just it clicked. And I was going, no. And of course, that's the next logical step. Of course. So this is what we call being a human being. It's, it's almost like we're wired to fail. Well, and, and, and before we wrap, I, I want to drive something home. You keep talking about that connection. That's the entire reason this podcast is in existence. It's because I realized if I could only do one thing, if I had to limit my options to one thing that I could do that could facilitate that connection between you and us as the brand, it was this. To be able to hear these types of stories where how we're going about living the book, how we are struggling and wrestling with it, and frankly, how we're failing at times. Because none of us are perfect, but it's about that road to mastery and getting a little bit more purposeful and better every single day, which is why I really wanted to expose you to Dane today, because here's a guy who has been instrumental in terms of me thinking a different kind of way. And so for you, if you can give yourself permission to forget <laughs> to, a, to a certain amount, the way you've always done it and test doing it a new way coming from curiosity, coming from value, trying to find a problem and add value by solving it, maybe you'll tap into that effortless flow that he's, that he's mentioned. Um, so I'm 33, uh, financially independent. Um, unless something tragic happens, I will probably be safe from working back in business for the rest of my life. And I've got an automated income stream. I've got passive income. I've got all this set up so that I can do what I feel like my life's about. My life's about music. If your life is about something else other than business and you want to get to that thing that your life is about, this is a pretty fast way to do it. You can do it in a couple years, two, three, three years to build one of these things up. If you focus on this one thing of connection with customer, ask them what their pain is. And if you're looking to set your business up to run without you. As long as you're clear about that and holding that intention, it'll generally happen. Well, Dane, man, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Listeners, watchers, hopefully 
you've gotten some action from this, I would love if you would on social media or social media platform of choice, let us know what you think the one thing is that you can take action on based on this episode and just apply hashtag the one thing to it and then we'll see it and we can be able to interact with you there. If you want to learn more about Dane, I think he's done something really cool here with his music career. Um, Instead of just creating an album, which most people just throw a bunch of songs together and throw it out there, uh, he really wanted to take people on a journey and especially from uh, an entrepreneurial and a a life standpoint. And so his album's called The Vow, like a marriage vow example. Uh, And it's 10 songs that take you on a journey, starting with the first song where it helps you find that small voice inside of you that leads you toward your purpose, all the way up to song 10, where it's a shot out of the canon that takes you into action toward living your purpose. So I've listened to it. I love it. Um, You'll hear some of the music here. And Dane, man, I I just appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Dane's music, you can check it out at danemaxwell.com. That's, you'll see that below in the show notes, or you can also search for it on Spotify. So Dane, D-A-N-E, Maxwell, spelled like Maxwell. So danemaxwell.com, or you can check them out on Spotify. sing a song, to simply sing a song. I kept getting up when I was beat up to move on, down the way, down the way, and every single time along the way.